Everyone has a unique gift, and Mike, the creator of the One Life podcast, believes most people don't know how to use their gifts or what they are. Mike wants you to see things from a different perspective and be true to yourself. The One Life podcast unites the world through art, fashion, music, and film. It inspires, motivates, and creates positive energy, love, and compassion to all communities and creates an equal playing field for all. On the One Life podcast, they cover topics like building relationships, overcoming adversity, habits of healthy people, and much, much more. We only have one life to live. Be yourself and live your truth. Add the One Life Podcast to your playlist. That's the number one NE Life, available on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, and your favorite podcast platform. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the One Life Podcast. I am Mike M.I.C. Reed, and we got Lewis, my man, my instructor from the Wellbeing Lab with us today, and we also got my classmate, Tanya, with us. How are you guys doing today? Great. I'm feeling good today. Yeah. You're feeling great? I'm feeling good. Okay, who, got, who has the crickets going? Okay. No. Is that your phone? No? Okay. My phone don't cricket. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? How are you doing, Louis? It's the ghost. It's the ghost. It, like I said, if you don't bother them, they won't bother us. Mm. Out of the whole almost two years I've been here, except for when Jen and Monique was here, they started making noise. <laughs> and I was like, because you guys called them out. They don't bother me. They never bother me. So, Are you scared of ghosts? Spirits? No, not at all. Oh, great. So yeah. we don't have a great time. Yeah. I think uh, I was about to call you Monique again. <laughs> he pointed at me, Monique. <laughs> Monique. <laughs> I think she is. She's a little nervous. Of the ghosts? Yeah. A little bit. Why? Not yeah. a lot. Definitely. Just a little bit. <clears throat> the lady the lady ghost, she actually owned uh, the hotel over there, the first building in Lancaster across the street. Um, it's, like, it's like a museum now, but it used to be the hotel. She owned that building, and she worked at this one. Because this building used to be, like, the sheriff department, city hall, the jail, everything. Mm. So she had something to do with this building, too. But she, they said for some reason she likes hanging out here. Mm. But she's nice, though. She's yeah, like I haven't felt any really bad vibes well, yet. So probably friendly ghosts. Well, because I'm friendly. <clears throat> I'm a great guy. i got a great show. So. Um, anyways, let's talk about well-being. Lewis. Let's. <laughs> I was like, let's start, stop talking about ghosts and start talking about well-being. So today was our last, not our last on-site, but our, we finished our curriculum today. I want to thank you, sir, because it, it really changed my life. I'm going to just jump into it and say that. Ditto. When I, first, when I first started this course, even when I signed up for it, I had a whole different perspective of what I wanted to do with it and all that. Halfway through it, there was a shift. And it was a shift because of the things I was going through in my life. And I got through it because of the things that we learned. Mm -hmm. And I literally felt the shift. Like on my downward hill of getting through all that, I I started feeling the shift. Mm -hmm. And I just had a different perspective of, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's a great testimony to uh, learning positive mm-hmm. psychology. Well-being is not once and done. You right. know, like you came back 
our program is uh, six months of curriculum, right? So halfway through that, you said you had your your aha. Maybe for some people, it's three quarters of the way through, mm. or for some people, it might be right after it's over. Whenever the timing is, it's not after one experience of right. learning positive psychology, right? It's the kind of going to the gym. Mm -hmm. right? you, you don't go just once and expect to have right. the results. You have to keep going. Right, and, and that's what I mean about I had to shift in my whole perspective of thinking, the whole perspective of, and, and I've told this story in class before that I've never put myself first or thought of myself first, but this course has taught me how to do that. So now I set boundaries on things. Now, I've over the last, I want to say month, I've said no more than I ever have to people that ask me to do things. I was like, no, I, I can't do it right now. Hmm. Like, it, cause I knew it wasn't healthy for me or it just wasn't serving me. Mm -hmm. Like I felt just a bad energy. So I was telling people no, opposed to like just trying to be friendly and always helping. Mm -hmm. Like I finally set boundaries. Like, you know what? I can't do it. So I've turned a couple of friends down on, on certain projects. For now, right? I mean, right. it's not that you always will turn these people down or, you know, no, but I, we but should that, stop asking you to help us. No, should, absolutely yeah. not. Mm -hmm. But I'm, like my point is because it, I had to start looking at myself first and my wealth and my well-being first. Mm -hmm. Make sense? Like I had, I really had, and I never done that before, mm -hmm. but this has taught me to do that. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I sh have shared with you just how much the curriculum and everything that we go through has really played a part in my every day and you know at work too we had a workshop on consent and i was really um drawn to talking about boundaries and i was like you know we should really talk about boundaries because that plays a major part in that and everybody was like yeah you you should I haven't really heard a lot about boundaries and you know I, the more that I talked about it um I was speaking to to somebody he, he's 45 and he's like I, I don't even know what that is hmm. I don't even what what is that and so the more we I really talk about these things the more I've been realizing a lot of people just really don't know just little things that we have learned and and how uh, impactful it can be you know a 45 year old that's never heard of a boundary mm. yeah i mean we're not born knowing these things of course and what do we teach in schools in many places we're teaching people how to read which is important how to mm -hmm. do math how to understand science but we could also help them understand some of the social science around well-being which is what positive psychology is about and right. You know, setting boundaries is just one of the topics of, you know, that was one of our 15 distance learning topics, right? But there's so many different facets of understanding our minds and how we think about how we think and how we can show up in the world in more empowered ways. And one way around boundaries is just to do the barometer test. Mm -hmm. I love the line, if it's not a hell's yes, make it a no. You know, if, you're, if your intuition is not so yes on a request someone's asking of you then maybe it's okay to say no because your body is giving you that indication indicator that it's not right for you it's not right, right for you right now for whatever reason mm. and um it's okay to say no i love that no it, it is and like even with the no's that i had to say like and and we learned this in class on how to respond to people so it's not really oh, hell no like I'm, i don't want to do that 
know, it's, it's giving them respect and, you know, giving them their grace and space, you know, but explaining like why it's not good for me at this, at this moment. And the two people that I actually did that with, they understood. They was like, okay, we get it. Mm-hmm. And so the conversation was a great conversation. Mm-hmm. It wasn't an awkward conversation or, you know, anything weird. Yeah. Let me help you understand yeah. where I'm coming from. Right. Because people, because these are people that I've known for like 20 plus years and they know I always say, yeah. So, I, and I, I kind of felt like I had to give it like an explanation, but they kind of knew where I was coming from, what I was going through. So that was, they totally understood. And I love how you touch the topic of, you know, this isn't really what's taught in schools. And that's something that I'm really working on. I have a, a six-year-old and a nine-year-old, and I'm really trying to push that into schools because it's like, does my daughter really need five boys to learn how to do that one math problem? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, this is the real stuff that life skills that you're going to really carry with you, things that we really need to talk about that are super important and focus on your confidence and your self-talk and Mm -hmm. it's it's really powerful powerful stuff and I've also learned how to to not say sorry as much and apologize for my you know saying no and just my choices and I I don't have to give you an explanation really but if you want it maybe I will and you know it really has given me a lot more confidence in in myself because I feel like sometimes we don't we don't know and or it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. and so yeah it's okay right to to feel discomfort even um and it's okay to express mm-hmm. ourselves in fact when we don't then we kind of stuff it and it becomes way more toxic right i also think something really important in positive psychology well-being is learning how to cope with life's adversities you know that mm-hmm. it doesn't take away the ebbs and flows of life, right. the storms, you know, the sunny days, you know, we, life is about all of it, right? Mm-hmm. But how we show up to those moments with what coping strategies to get through the discomfort or get through the hard time, I think is something that we're not very much taught in schools always. Um, it is changing in some places that are kind of moving more in the direction of social mm-hmm. emotional learning. And mm-hmm. this is slightly even different than that when it comes to personal well-being, relational well-being, um, and strategies around how we talk to each other, how we talk to ourselves, like you're saying, and just how do we, how do we show up to our lives in confident ways where we're able to navigate whatever's thrown at us? Right, because it's not going to be easy. You know, it's never going to be uh, uncomfortable comfortable it's not going to always be comfortable all the time but like you said it helps you to get to that how do you navigate you know how do I even get to the point where I can open up my mouth and what do I say so a lot of people just don't do it they don't deal with the situations or they shut down or they make the wrong choice because they don't even think of another option there's another option possible or i can i can do this i can do that so it really helps you you know open your mind to being you know brave enough to speak up for yourself and and to do those things because sometimes you just want to just check out or not deal with those uncomfortable moments. But yeah, I love one of the classes that really, really stuck with me was when we talked and I wish it would have been talked about in the beginning, but I know there's a process and there was a reason why, but it was about emotions. And when you talked about the negative emotions, it's like, don't put those to the side, 
you know, those are there for a reason. And that's going to help you grow and, you know, take those in. And it that really changed the game for me. Mm, yeah, that idea that emotions are just data. Mm-hmm. They're not directives. So if you're feeling anger, what's the message in that for you? You know, how can you think of anger maybe as your rights have been violated in some way and make some meaning of whatever's happening that's eliciting that anger response in your body just with more intelligence, right? Emotional intelligence to say, you know, it's okay that I'm angry. My rights have been violated and that makes sense to me because fill in the blank, you know, my boss didn't get back to me on time or my friend didn't respond even to my request. Of course you'd be angry at that, Mm -hmm. right? And so if it's just a directive, I mean, if it's just data, it's Mm -hmm. not telling you to necessarily do something, then you can metabolize that emotion, right? You could feel it, let it go through you. And emotions don't stay in our bodies that long, except when we're repeating Mm -hmm. a story that's not helpful to our moving on from whatever emotions, because all emotions are fleeting. So if you feel joy, it's going to go away. If you feel Mm -hmm. sadness, it's going to go away. So, okay, two things. One, um, I learned that in uh, therapy. My therapist taught me years ago that uh, all emotions are healthy emotions. Even anger is a healthy emotion. He said when you add aggression to it is when it's not uh, healthy. So he always taught me to, like, no, embrace being angry. He said if you're mad at somebody, you should be able to say, you know what, I'm I'm angry because of what you said. It made me feel this way, right? But don't add aggression to it. Be able to have that conversation, and they should be able to respect that and, you know, say whatever they want to say. But it's okay. I should be able to tell you that, hey, I didn't like what you said. It made me angry, mm-hmm. right? But on a second point, what you just mentioned, um, emotions don't stay with us. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, because I heard this somewhere else. I think it was Mel Robbins who um, told a story, and she said that um, emotions do stay with you. They, they never go away. So she was making an example like you have to treat emotions like characters. Like, so when anger comes up, it's up to you and your story how much time you're going to give anger. But they're always with us. They never really go away. Well, I mean, emotions that are neurotransmitters, like the neurobiological part of feeling anything, dissipates. Like those mm-hmm. things literally you know, move through your body in about 60 seconds. Okay. A feeling. That, right. is, that is the neurotransmitter, the neural, the, the connection, the, the, the connectivity that goes through your body that causes mm-hmm. the feeling. Mm-hmm. Those are fleeting. Okay. But you could carry anger with you longer than that feeling. Right, okay. Right? And you do carry anger or any emotion based on your beliefs, your thoughts that you're thinking, the story that you're making up about whatever's going on, your perception. And, and so that's where we have power, right? Is in, you know, we don't, just because we have the thought doesn't need mean that we have to believe it right and so a lot of what we do in positive psychology especially when it comes to some of these cognitive behavioral tools that your therapist might use um, is about taking your thoughts to court we call it Mm -hmm. you know and just being curious about your thoughts and what are the evidence to suggest that's true because when we're angry at someone we might believe and also think our rights have been violated but we also might think um, that they don't like us or you know that that our relationship is irreparable and of course if we think things like that we're going to be maybe avoidant of that person or 
avoidant of trying to repair the relationship. And so that's where we also have some power and choice in right. how we want to show up to the people around us. And so we're all human just trying to <laughs> do this thing called life. And, yeah. and we all have moments of being our better selves and moments of being our, our not so great selves. And, you know, all relationships we say are generative, meaning all relationships are ultimately wanting to grow. Just like humans, we're, you know, we're, we're destined for growth in this lifetime. We, we, we literally get bigger. Mm -hmm. We grow towards the sun. And relationships are like that, too. So when you believe that all relationships are generative, then even in the struggle, you want to think to yourself, what wants to happen here? Right. If we weren't having this struggle, what would we have instead? Mm -hmm. And there's some hope in that idea. Yeah, I agree when you say that the feelings don't stay with us because it's like, let's say somebody, you know, is, is feeling really great. So they're like, okay, something went amazing today, so I'm not going to drink. Like, for example, an addict or, you know, they're like, okay, so life is really good. But let's say you, you lose your job or something. So and then you're that thing that happened that day isn't really here anymore you know it's like that feeling yeah it was really really intense at that time but like you said it kind of goes away after a while so it doesn't really 100 percent stay with us um and you forget the you know that gratefulness the happiness the that joy and so you kind of have to rebuild you know so every day it's like a work in Prague and you know, it takes, it takes work and it's a process and, and to build that back up or to, you know, that's why I like the little jolts of joy because we need that every day. It's not like you're not going to have that great situation happen to you every single day. You can't expect that, you know? So it's like, how do we get to that? Well, you know, when I was just speaking at a, uh, oh, at your youth and I, and I told the, um, the youth there at your, at your place about that, right? About the playbook. So I've always had a playbook, and I've been promoting my playbook for a couple of years now, even before, you know, your class. And I know you, we call our binder a playbook, right? But I've always told people to, um, and I think this is why I kind of, I'm able to get through my ups and downs, even though I, I still go through it. Like, I embrace it, even though, like, I'm sad in the moment or depressed or whatnot. I know I'm going to get through it because I know I have my playbook. And in my playbook, I tell people to, like, write at least 10 things down, like a jolt of joy, right, that you love to do that puts you in a great space, whether it's eating a chocolate chip cookie or going for a walk, exercising, reading a book, whatever it is, meditating. And practice those things. Take one thing every day and practice it for at least 10 minutes a day. And I did this for a whole year. And I think that's why when I go through things, I know how to like, okay, I'm going to go through my list, right? And right now I have like maybe 20 some things on my list. But the last thing is sleep. Mm. I know if I can go through my list and nothing's working because that happens sometimes. You know, I will just, and if I maybe like five, six hours, I'll say, you know what? Today is just not working. Tomorrow's be better. So I'm just going to shut today down, go to sleep, wake up tomorrow, and I know it's going to be better than today. I'm going to tell you a lot of the things on my list sometimes just don't cut it. <laughs> and but so, huh? They don't. That's why I just yeah, said Yeah. And so my thing lately, which has been really working for me with my, one of my aha moments is, um, okay, you know, something happened and, and it's not the greatest, um, week or, or a couple days. And my thing has been, okay, but if I don't 
take that challenge head on and really face it, then I'm going to miss out on learning from that opportunity and growing. And if I, you know, I'm looking forward, you know, a, a week from today or whatnot, or maybe a month or, or a year, and I'm going to say, I didn't really handle that the best way that I could. Like, I really didn't give it my all. And so that's when I'm really like, it's almost like an excitement, like a challenge. And I'm like, okay, this is like a situation for me to, to be better, to grow. And so what can I do? Like, obviously I'm, I'm going through a, a struggle or a challenge because um, I don't know how to navigate that yet. So, you know, I'm in this situation um, and it's kind of like a blessing in disguise, I guess. It's, it just really, it's your mindset. It's the way that you look at it. And so, you know, those tools do come into play and it's like, what, what can I do? And I really do look at it as a growing experience and how can I become better in this? That's really been like p- pulling me through. So mm-hmm. yeah, just yeah. the awareness, the belief that we're always where we need to be when we're there, right? Mm-hmm. That idea that even in the muck, there's opportunities for me to to learn and grow from this and and certainly life can be messy 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 mm-hmm. but on the other side of it life could also be really magical right right and so when you remember that kind of the both end of it like you you do remember that we do always fluctuate and have choice with how we want to see things and if we want to see it more from that growth orientation that growth mindset right like that this is an opportunity for me to learn and grow something. Okay, okay, deep breath, mm-hmm. right? Like calm the nervous system, regain access to my brain and, and my, my ability to, to make better decisions for myself. And you're right, a lot of those decisions, especially in the messiness of moments, mm-hmm. do relate to those things that you have on your list, right? right? Like, are you taking your walk? Are you getting good sleep? Mm-hmm. Are you eating the right foods? Are you... You know, we call those your keystone habits, exercise included in that, because without those things being in place, when you're not exercising, when you're not sleeping well, when you're not eating the right things, everything else is going to be off in your life. So those are foundations to our well-being. And then with those in place, of course, physical safety, psychological safety, emotional safety, to be vulnerable, to express ourselves, to talk about our struggles, because, you know, we live in a society where there's a lot of shame around that, still in a lot of places where people withhold their mm-hmm. truth <laughs> and their struggles, right? So to, to, to have space to make it all okay, right? And it's, it is all okay because it is, right? And, and we're here. <laughs> so how are we going to navigate how we're going to move forward in a way that feels like right well i mean i think that's the the question that i was going to ask you next is and i was talking to uh jen and monique about this uh, when they was on the show a couple of weeks ago like when you're in the like when something happens and you're in like the storm is just fresh everything is so cloudy right and you even though we know certain things, like, matter of fact, I was talking to Brenda about this last week's show because she was asking me about a situation that I had. And um, she was like, now that you, you're uh, out of the situation, you would do things differently. And I was like, yeah, of course, because now I'm thinking clearly, like, I, I know what to do. But when you're in the middle of that storm, sometimes things are so cloudy, like, you, you just don't think of the rational thing or to think of or to do. Even though we, we know we know, like, I know what to do. But when you're in the middle of it, like the 
the deepest middle of it, like you just can't see anything. Well, you know, it makes it makes sense when you kind of remember that we've evolved our, our evolutionary build is comes from very stressful conditions that our ancestors had, mm -hmm. you know, trying to find food, trying to find shelter, trying to find safety. And, you know, that's still a part of our wiring so right. that when we are stressed, you know, it, it may not be a big stress, like I don't know where I'm going to get my next meal, but it could be more acute stress around, you know, a problem with me and my sister and her relational fabric or, or something around work, which isn't necessarily life or death unless you're a surgeon or, you know, in, mm -hmm. in that kind of, you know, when it's when it's little things, but still quite stressful, it does kind of evoke the same brain that our ancestors had that made it crucial to run fast, to hide quick, or to do the things that were going to um, lead to our survival, right? right? And so while most of us are not in those huge, hugely stressful situations, there are a lot of people in our world that are, but mm. not us around this table right now. And when we remember that, we have that same kind of wiring to shut down this prefrontal cortex that, mm -hmm. you know, that does send more blood to my limbs to run, right? Mm -hmm. That it makes sense then that our brains would be fuzzy in stressful moments right. because that's how our brains work. It's right. quite normal, right? No, and I, yeah. right, no, you're right. And I only brought it up because I, I talked to and I even brought it, that up to the kids about our prefrontal cortex because that's what mm -hmm. our memories are, our habit loops and everything, right? So we got to replace those with new habits, mm -hmm. right? New tiny habits, you know, and that's why I, I suggested to them to have a playbook and to have these 10 things where, you know, even though when you're in the middle of something, you can at least go to these things and it's a habit now that, that's why I say if you practice it every day for 10 minutes, now it's a habit. Okay, well, let me go for a walk. Let me read this book. Let me throw on a, a music, you know, your favorite song, whatever, because that at least puts you in a better space opposed to this cloudiness space that you can't think, right? So this, these 10 play, uh, playlist uh, objects or things put you in a better space so to where you can't think clearly and now you can think of your next step to move forward. Mm -hmm. Well, let me ask you, though, yes, if you go through this, a similar situation, do you think you'll be able to handle it better, differently yes. in the future? Yes, 100%. So then it's, you know, a goal. That's You achieved it, yeah. you know, because we're, there's always going to be situations, you know, and I definitely look at my life like that. It's like, okay, it was it was difficult, but it's getting a little easier to navigate and we're learning these tools and we're right. implementing them in our daily lives and it makes such a difference like you know you talked about fitness and sleep and you know I slept a lot last night and I woke up and I was like I feel like a different person or you know when you start working out and you know you've been at the gym all week you're you literally feel like a different person so it yeah it is really important to have that foundation it's it, one does not work that well without the other i mean yes um i'm gonna disagree with you on the sleep part that's what well, that's because i've been in production for like 35 years sleep for me like honestly i can't go more than four hours of sleep and my, i'll just automatically wake up that's why i can't even like go to sleep early like at eight nine o'clock i'll be up at one two o'clock guaranteed and then it's hard for me to go back. To well, but that's healthy sleep for you. But what, you know, for other people that right. might need their regular sleep hours, like right. maybe for you at the four, six is normal. But right. for somebody else that really needs it is not getting it. 
No, but I also know that it's not healthy for me, to be honest with you. I, I know that because sometimes I know I'm way stressed out and I know it's a lack of sleep. Um, but just Monday through Friday, that's just how my body operates because it's been doing it for so long. Yeah, but we, our bodies are adaptable. You they know, are. I feel like that's a that's a big old story you're telling yourself about being in production <laughs> and giving yourself some excuse around why Isn't you don't need sleep. Yeah, because most mm-hmm humans um 90 some percent of humans need eight hours of sleep a night i've also heard that okay but But okay but if you some people need less yeah but four is too few you know so if you are struggling to get more than four hours of sleep then that means you need better sleep hygiene Mm. which means things like taking magnesium before you go to bed, for example, a supplement, which is shown yeah, to help like you that. sleep better. I, I know what you mean. There's to avoid spring. caffeine in your life if you're only getting four hours of sleep. Like, I know people who drink coffee at, like, 7 o'clock at night who are like, oh, yeah, this is, uh, I'm fine. I could sleep. I could sleep. No. Well, it's still caffeine. It's still impacting your nervous system, and you're still not going to get as good quality of sleep it's as It's funny because sometimes I drink coffee at night. Yeah, don't. <laughs> no, because some, no, okay, and this is not an excuse. It's just us creative people. Like, mm. I, I can, I, I'm creative when it comes to artwork and just like music or editing, whatever, at night. And sometimes late at night, because I, I have a home studio, I go in there and I'll put on like the, the blue lights or whatever and have a vibe. And I'll just be drinking coffee well, and I'll just why be you working. Can't sleep. But but creative people, you have to do that when the mood strikes. Yeah, that's me like too. I can't say, okay, you know what, I'm gonna do this tomorrow, because then you might lose it, and you and I've been there before. You never get that thought back. Yeah. So you literally gotta like when it hits you, get up, go do it. Yeah, we all have sleep chronotypes. Yeah. You know, there's uh, night owls. That's me I'm too. not. I'm an early bird. You know, so I'm in bed early. But I probably also do miss some moments where creativity could probably strike me late in the evening. You know, so I admire what you're saying. And also- But it's not every night, though. Yeah. Because I'm up at 5 o'clock every morning regardless. But when that creativity hits me at night, yeah, I will stay up to 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. Sometimes I'm even out. And people are like, why are you out? Because they know my schedule. And I'll be like, well, I got to get up at 5 in the morning. But I'm still out because I know it's part of my business. Like, I still got to do the social thing. I still got to go some places to you know say hi to people yeah you know i mean it's all part of my bigger plan (laughs) (laughs) i enjoy it but it's you know here's here's the thing in positive psychology i really like too which is uh Mm -hmm. it comes from one of my uh mentor teachers uh who says that everything always depends Mm. yeah you know so like yeah you know some nights you're going to be out late Mm -hmm. and, and and other nights maybe you could be in bed early right right like it's, it's so long as it's not like this this chronic thing where right, you're not right, yeah. getting sleep because some people even in our classes you know had admitted to that admits to not really sleeping and that's really of great concern especially when it's so foundational to all the other parts of your well-being. I think once I think like like on the weekends I sleep in even even if I if my body automatically wake up like around five whatever I'll lay there I may read a, a, a few pages in a book and that'll put me right back to sleep um, but I will go back to sleep. So on the weekends, I think I do. So that's a good point, too, because you can catch up Mm -hmm. on your sleep debt. You know, your sleep debt, you can repay. Mm -hmm. And and people who are chronically underrested, the research shows you could repay that sleep debt. Right. Oh, yeah, I do. do. Of getting better sleep. So, no, I do do that. 
Great. And there's some, like, matter of fact, last night I was supposed to go to a birthday party, and I had to be up at 5 this morning. But I ended up, like, I was waiting for my friend to call, and they didn't call. And it was, like, 11 o'clock. And my other friend, he was like, aren't you supposed to be going? And I was like, dude, it's 11 o'clock. I got to get up at 5 o'clock. I said, I ain't going at this point. Like, but normally I would have went. But I really mm. thought about it because I knew we had class today. I knew we had the party afterwards. And I knew we were doing the show at this time. So I was like, man, that's going to be a long day. I said, no, I'm not going out. Good choice, Mike. Yeah. Right. No, I did. Yeah. So I, I, was, I made an adult choice. Yeah. I made an adult choice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you said no. And look ahead. You know, that, that's a great you know, psychological trick, too, is to think, if I do this now, mm. how right. will it make me feel then? Right. And, and human beings, yeah. you know, we're so we want immediate gratification. Mm. It's part of our challenge uh, in the world is to kind Especially of have now. the self-regulation to be able to pause and have space between a stimulus and a response. Your response being, eh, I'm thinking I'm going to go to bed now, right? Because yeah. you're thinking ahead and thinking if I go out now and get home. At four o'clock in the morning, yeah, it's gonna one be all hour bad. Sleep is not gonna <laughs> suit me well. No, because my friends, they those friends that I was going out with last night, they don't have to get up early in the morning. They they work in the afternoon, so they party. They don't leave their house to ten, eleven o'clock. So it's like, damn, yeah. If I leave now, dude, I'm not gonna get home to like two, three o'clock. It's gonna be all bad tomorrow. So I was like, yeah. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> we were with you all day. Yeah, your, your mood was good. <laughs> Thank you. Was it? Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people don't really take that into consideration. Like, you know, somebody asks you a question and they expect, like, an answer right now. Like, mm-hmm. the second, tell me, you know. And it's like, sometimes you need to take a moment to really process and think. And we don't talk about that enough. And like you said, thinking about the future and, like, how is this going to affect me? And, like, like I talked about earlier that you know when I'm thinking about a situation or in the morning and or with a struggle and how is it going to affect me in, in a week or a day or a month or a year you know and really process everything that comes into it because you can't just answer right on the spot sometimes well we don't talk enough about it but that's kind of the whole intention of the um, Antelope Valley Wellbeing Coalition work right is to kind of bring more awareness in this valley to these choices we have, the opportunities to build this kind of mental muscle around our resilience, our confidence, our um, our abilities to 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 be our best selves in the world, right? So, I think we don't talk enough about it, and we are wanting to talk more about it, right? Thank yeah. you for hosting this podcast, bringing these conversations here. You know, I'm so excited by the impact projects that are going to come in the next couple of months from our group, our class. Mm-hmm. Um, just amazing things going right. on, being born around bringing this conversation to life. And, you know, I've talked to a couple of people. I'm like, yeah, we should do this, too. And they're like, oh, you want to do more than one project? I'm like, no, no, no. On the side. Later. After <laughs> after our right. project. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm totally yeah. You into already it. are doing more oh than one gosh, project. Oh, my gosh. I'm doing, like, three. And the more I talk to somebody else, I'm like, yeah, let's do that, too. Hey, you know what, Louis? Like, I, w- I was doing a project with her first. Oh, my God. She gosh. turned me down to go work with everybody else. No. That's the story you're telling yourself, Mike? I'm just saying. <laughs> He was working on a project with me first. No, we were trying to figure out the logistics and stuff. And I feel like, you know, we talked about what is more needed right now. And I feel like we do have um, the books already in English. So it would be helpful to have something in Spanish right now. So in order to get that, yeah, we do have to to translate it. And so he wanted us to go straight to do an audio book in English. But you know why? 
I'm going to tell you why. This is why, and this is why I, I really decided to do a podcast out here. You got to remember the AV is a commuter city. Everybody mm-hmm. out here commutes. So what do they do on that freeway? They listen to podcasts. They don't listen to the radio no more. They listen to podcasts and audiobooks. Yeah, I'm not saying That's no and huge. it's not needed, but That's we don't have here. anything in Spanish at all. No, no, all. but what well, I'm saying, we could have did well, we could have did. I mean, I think, and we're still going to do it. We're going to do it. I still want to do See, the audio. That's I still like my sixth, do, sixth project. Yeah, we're still going to well, do it. Well, the studio's here. <laughs> Ready for exactly. an audiobook. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Uh, let's tell people what you're talking about. Your um, One of your projects is translating the Wellbeing Blueprint mm-hmm. book by Michelle McQuaid and Peggy Kern. Yes. Yeah, it's Spanish. such a good book. Yeah. It is, you know, I feel like. right? Yeah. yeah. And I feel like the chapters aren't even that long. And I, you know, literally couldn't put it down. I was like, man, I just, I don't want to stop reading it. It's so good. And I know Mike has read it twice already. Yeah. Well, that's me. Well, yeah, because um, I read it the first time right after the first cap class because Diana was on the show and she gave me her book. So even before I took this class, I already read the book. Mm. And I was like, wow, this is an amazing book. So when, when I, and I knew I was going to get it once I had the class, but I read it again. Yeah. yeah and I talked to several people and we're like, we should try to maybe get copies. I don't even know. Can we purchase yeah. extra copies? Yeah. 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 And you know, just in the meantime, because I'm like, there's only so many projects I can do right yeah. now. Well, we're going to translate into Spanish. Yeah. There's a couple of projects actually that mm-hmm. are about helping Spanish speaking mm-hmm. people in Antelope Valley understand well-being science, positive psychology. Um, so I'm super excited that that is part of like the thread that's coming through the second cohort of CAP. Yes, we're going to do a cafe, um, yeah. which is one of our workshops that I'm one, one of my projects. So, <laughs> yeah. For immigrants. Um, you know, well, it started off like that. And right now we're just like all Latinos. So yeah, Latino based. Um, we're going to do the slideshow and it's going to be in English and Spanish. So but we're going to be, um, yeah, trying to have that those tools and do the whole thing in Spanish for yeah those nice. families. I like the cafe one. I think that's going to go off really well. Cafe right Pan Dulce. Yeah. I like that. But before before I tell uh, talk about my thing, uh, my impact project, I want to ask you real quick um, because you've been in this industry for twenty five, fifteen years, fifteen, fifteen years. Okay, um, and so last year was the first cap class here in Antelope Valley, and in Antelope in Antelope Valley, yes, and we're the second ones. But out here in Antelope Valley. Where do you, where do you like what do you, what is your opinion on um, from the first class to the second class and and the growth like because I know you measure everything like where where do you see it going because they just got approved for a third one which I'm so happy about and I've already been telling like a few people like hey you need to go take this class like seriously but have you have you seen obviously there is a growth right but have, like what it, what have you seen and what do you think we need more of out here as far as well being well. We're talking about the Certificate of Applied Positive Psychology CAP program. We've had one cohort finish in 2022. We have the second cohort finishing now at the end of 2023. We'll have the third cohort of participants finish at the end of 2024. Um, we have that then, you know, uh, about 100 people or a, few, a little more than 100 people um, speaking a similar language right. when it comes to well-being, mm-hmm. right? So. Speaking the same language is so important yes. to our mm-hmm. lives, everything about our lives that, mm-hmm. you know, a well-being language, having that literacy that's mm-hmm. common 
will help us advance the work of well-being in Antelope Valley. Right. And by that, I, I what I see as what we need to do is really impact some of the anchor institutions in the valley where people are working and living their lives, some of the aerospace institutions, the schools certainly, the, the, the medical centers and the health care centers. Um, we, need to, we need to get into those places a little bit more where people are working and, and help with some workplace well-being right. programs so that, um, so that where people live and work, they can be well, right? So mm-hmm. that it's not just what we're doing in our personal lives when we're not in those places where we're, where we're working or going to school for that matter, mm-hmm. you know? So that's, that's what we need to try to do a little bit more of next. Okay. Um, bring some of those change leaders and change champions from those institutions into the cat class so that they could pick up the language. They could be part of our coalition and they could be the change agents within those organizations that are facilitating some learning for others, um, policy change certainly around well-being, mm-hmm. um, and all of that's done from within organizations. It's not done onto right. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like you know we we really need to talk about that more is how to implementing it into the work space because we're we're there so much, and also um, you know this is one of my other projects. But I I was doing this project before the class, but now I feel like this class has really given me so many more tools and I've been talking to a lot of the parents about um, creating a curriculum around this for kids and doing like a charter school and focus on well-being so I'm super excited and I've been researching a lot so wow it's one of my passions I'll be on your yeah. board yay <laughs> yes I think that's a great yes. idea right mm-hmm. yeah I was talking idea. to Mike about it grounded mm-hmm. in, that's a great idea. in principles of well-being yeah and you know, and then it becomes a community school, right, for those families. Exactly. Certainly for the students, for the teachers, their families, mm-hmm. right? It could really be. And I think, you know, schools that are providing all of the resources are wraparound, right? So the mental health right. services are in the school. Yeah, and there's right, so that many. you don't have to find that out out there, but exactly. it's part of how we do things yes. in there. Yeah. yeah, because right now, you know, I'm a parent ambassador. I'm on the PTA board. I'm on the school council. So, you know, I go to all these things, but every time I go to a meeting, it's like, oh, yeah, it's another event. It's here. It's not at the schools, you know, and I'm trying to get them to do, like, PTA events, but, you know, it is always, like, a one-some three months or once every two months and yeah I feel like it would it's really important to do this daily and also there's a lot of teachers that are just not happy with their job and you know what's going on and Hard and to I be a teacher exactly so I feel like when when we're doing this and we're teaching this it's gonna really make a huge difference mm-hmm. yeah. and to you know when you started saying I had my aha halfway through our class yeah. right or your, yours you know it wasn't at one event that you have that aha. So it's great to have a mental health fair. It's great to mm-hmm. bring awareness and bring light and bring bring resources, but it's also another thing to train people up, right? To right. help people build their mental muscle. A daily right, yeah. a daily thing. A daily yeah. Thing, yes. Practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean I feel like I've never stopped having my aha moments every single class, you know, and every day we're we're there there's always something new you know and always those those learning moments that have just been great so yeah highly highly recommend better than therapy 
but yeah. not in place of. I know, <laughs> but so you know, but not in you place know, of. Yeah. I know, yeah. but yeah. if it's yeah. better, no. <laughs> so I, I want to um, talk about my impact project now because I want to reveal something. Um, so my impact project is the Truth Booth. So the Truth Booth offers a safe and confidential space to share your deepest secrets and burdens without revealing your identity. Uh, we, we just, you know, Monique, Jen, and myself, we came up with this idea um, because we just feel so many people are holding so much in, and, and, it, and it's heavy stuff that, you know, they don't have an outlet to talk to someone or to release it. So we figured, um, you know, and I've, I, we saw that somebody had did something similar to this before, but um, we saw that it worked. So we were bringing it out here to the AV, and we're, we're trying it. And we um, did a mock version of our class yesterday. And some people dropped in their secrets. And so I kind of want to reveal them now. And they're all anonymous, so you know I don't know who wrote what. But definitely want to um, share some of them right now, and let's talk about them. All right. Juicy. <laughs> I know you weren't supposed to be a part now. In the truth booth. Yes. So... Sound out. Oh, it's not gonna. It's not. It's not gonna pick that up. Trust me. I'm a professional. This machine <laughs> actually does. Does is is actually editing as we do this. Let's see. Uh, I, I like the colors. Of what? On the machine. Oh, and you know what's funny? Like when I, because um, I was actually in the office uh, studio down the hall <clears throat> when I first got to this building, and I had it on this side, and my guest was always right here, and everybody would come and just. They're like, oh, I like your buttons, like colors. That's why I got away over here now. Like, don't touch my buttons. <laughs> no, everybody really did. Like during the show, they were just like, what does this do? Because <laughs> it's so colorful. All right. So, anyways, um, okay. Um, so I'm gonna share. I'm gonna share all of these, and you just, I guess, you just let me know which ones you wanna talk about. Yeah, these something? are these are Antelope Valley residents, and they're anonymous truths. Truths, yes. So um, the first one is um, I struggle with aging parents. That was mine. Well, you didn't have to say that, Lewis. <laughs> that's oh, that's you did. my truth I put but, in the booth. <laughs> but you, but you um, I remember you saying it in the class mm-hmm. when we talked about mm-hmm. something similar to this. I remember you saying it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't it like part of the um, human condition, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The struggle as your parents mm-hmm. age and... It's you're aging and, you know, midlife and you see your parents towards the end of their lives. Right. And, yeah, it's just uh, it's something we can all relate to in some ways. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe not everyone. Mm-hmm. But. Right. I mean, I, I can't relate to that because I didn't, I didn't grow up with my, with my parents. So, I mean, but I, but I, I, I guess I can relate to that um, when it comes to, like, my grandparents. Because my grandmother raised me, so. Yeah, I took care of my grandma when she got sick right before she passed away. So it was a lot of responsibility. But one thing that I could maybe, you know, say is that I wish I would have done differently was had more fun with her. I feel like I was so worried because she was sick. And so I was always like, she used to say that I was like her mom, because I'd be like, did you do your breathing exercises? Did you take all your medicine? Did you do, did you, you know, did you do everything the doctor said? And so I feel like in those times she was really like stressed. And I feel like I wish I would have 
done more fun things with her and really enjoyed those moments and not worried so much. Yeah. So just have fun with them. And yeah. So this next one is um, being scared of failing with the goals I am aiming for Mm. slash being in a long-term relationship. I think, oh, go ahead. I'm just curious, man, woman, age? Female, female, 30 to 39. Okay. What were you going to say? Um, being in a, uh, um, being in a long-term relationship, because I think, because I've, I've, um, experienced this recently, um, not, not experienced it for myself, because I love being in a relationship, I love being in long-term relationships, um, but as far as a couple people I've dated recently, I should say, um, their fear of being in a long-term relationship is it comes from um, their past relationships. And it's something that I've been wanting to talk about is like, and I see this in some of my friends too, that I know a few women nowadays, and it's not to bash women, but some women has, have been in such a toxic relationship that they bring that fear into new relationships. But at the same time, they can be blocking a blessing that I know most of them are. Well, as a woman. <laughs> well, speak of, no, I mean, I mean, honestly, because. Right, I mean, I think men everybody. Men too, men yeah. too. Okay, yeah, it's not gender related, right? It's not, it's not gender, it's not, it's not gender. I'm, I'm just, it's not gender related, right? I'm just speaking from my experience. Like the, the females that I know and in, in the past relationships I had is that they keep bringing that, you know, past trauma. And I get it, past trauma is past trauma. Like, I get it, it, it goes with you. But I do also know I've been in long term relationships that, you know, um, so I do know how relationship works. I just don't think you should bring any type of that toxicity into this new relationship. Like, it's not fair. Easier said than done. But, yeah, I think it. It, there could be so many different reasons why it doesn't have to be um, trauma. It could just be they just haven't been having a lot of them time. Who knows? They could have mm-hmm. been a young mom, maybe single mom. Maybe they just don't have a lot of time for themselves. So they're like, what's that going to look like? You know, and it is, you know, you do have to take a pause sometimes and think what are the things that are important to me and how is it going to look and really process mm-hmm. those things. And sometimes I feel like we're so busy that we don't take mm-hmm. the time to really slow right. down and, and think about it and play it out. But you know, it's a, it's a trial and error. Nothing's going to be perfect. And just because you're like, okay, yeah, I'm ready to be committed in a long-term relationship. Who knows who's going to, you know, who you're going to date. You know, I'll say again, like, just kind of have fun with it. You know, don't have such high expectations, but also know what you want, you know, and like set those boundaries. Like, right. okay, like it is kind of like an interview, you know, I feel like, Another thing that I'll say from my personal experiences is like you sometimes go into a relationship and you think they're like, okay, I like these things, but they're working on the other things. So maybe they'll change or maybe they'll be for me or, you know, and it's like, no, you have to accept that person and, and no, how they are. And, and you do. And, and I agree with that. You should accept everybody for who they are. And I know I do that a lot. Um, but one of the things that I learned in um, therapy, because um, my last wife, I actually went to couples therapy and like he just did this an experiment with us. He told us to um, face each other. Right. And while we was facing each other, he said, that's how you guys are bringing your past relationships or traumas or whatever into the relationship. 
He said, now put your back towards, towards, towards each other. And we did that. And he said, now that's how you're supposed to deal with it. You're not supposed to deal with it when you're facing each other. You do it with your backs because he said, that's your personal stuff and that's your personal stuff. You don't bring it into the relationship. You handle it separately. And that's what I learned in therapy. So that's why I say that you're not supposed to bring it into it. Not saying you're going to get over it or you're over your past, whatever you say, but you're not supposed to bring Mm. it into Mm -hmm. your new relationship. You're supposed to handle it. It's like when someone's telling you, like if we're in a relationship, I'm not responsible for your happiness. Mm -hmm. Like you have to find happiness. I can add value to you, add value to your happiness, but Mm -hmm. I'm not responsible for your happiness. Yeah, if you're going to do couples counseling, I I think it's really important to do individual counseling too. Right. Oh, absolutely. No, Mm -hmm. and we did. Mm-hmm. Like I, I had to have my therapist and I did my own sessions. But yeah. yeah. Cause it's, there's always, yeah. You don't forget about your own yeah. stuff. And, but what she's saying on mm-hmm. her truth is mm-hmm. not any of this. <laughs> what she's a little saying bit. is a little that bit. she's afraid that she's not going to okay. her. She's not going to meet her goals. Yeah. She's scared of failing Slash with the goals I am aiming for. And that goal mm-hmm. of meeting a partner and having, having love okay. or a relationship. Right. And mm-hmm. so, I think mm-hmm. it, in this in this fear of not reaching our goals, I think that's such a common fear that we could have, right? And and uh, we're not effective in our lives, right? Like that fear comes from that belief that we're not going to be effective. But I find it really interesting. Some of the research shows that we don't set our goals high enough mm-hmm. that we're not reaching far enough in some of our life goals that always reminds me like there's more that I can be striving for, you know, that like, and I can get to where that I aim to go. You know, you know it you may know, not be, it may not be the, mm-hmm. the perfect part of my vision, but I could make progress towards that. I, I think um, that comes from, um, and I could be wrong, but I, I just, this is what I believe. Uh, Cause I said this on the, my last show is that, you're supposed to have big goals, right? But when it comes to your actionable steps, they're supposed to be small baby steps. Like, don't have these big old steps, right? Because right? you have a big old goal, right? Yeah. And I think that's where people get discouraged. They have these big old mm. steps, right? And then they get discouraged because they're not meeting their those smaller Microsoft yeah, they don't, goals. A lot of them don't know what right. the steps are, exactly. right? Yeah, so you have to break them down. You got to break them down to bite yeah. size It's steps. like something doesn't become, become yeah. long-term right away. You know, you got to kind of date around and say date around, date around. Yeah. Like we we're talking about the long term. I want to date around. Relation. Oh, yes. I just want one girl. Can I just have one girl? I'm simple. <laughs> Next one. <laughs> All right. I don't know if this is a, a truth, so I'm not going to read it. This don't sound like a truth. I'm going to skip that one. Um, this next one is from a female 3039. I'm struggling to balance it all. Be a mom, wife, friend, sister, daughter, businesswoman. Burnout is real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to mention that, you know, uh, sometimes I do set so many goals. And I actually have the opposite. I'm like, oh, maybe my goal's too big. Maybe that's too much. Like where? Yeah. So it would like, well, you know, what's something that, that we've learned in class you, you could say towards those goals? Like setting those goals. Well, in this mm-hmm. one where burnout mm-hmm. is like there's too much going yeah. on, right? Like burnout exists when you're doing the things that take your energy without doing the things that replenish your energy. 
right? Mm. So you can have big goals that are in great alignment with your passion, your purpose, your harmonious passion, right? That it's like that you're fulfilling your yourself and you're you're getting fulfilled in the process. Or you could have a different experience around goal, you know, striving for goals where maybe they're not concordant to what you really want those goals. Maybe they're what you think people want of you or what you should mm. be doing as a mm -hmm. mother, wife, daughter, etc. It's not really what you want to be doing. Right. In which case that path of pursuing goals is going to lead to burnout, right? Cuz they're not what you're really wanting, they're not in alignment with really your values. They're not we call them concordant goals. They're not right. they're not yours. They're somebody else's. Well, yeah, it's hard when you're a mom too because we're always thinking about our kids' goals too, you yeah, know? So it's like they yeah, they their goals, their happiness becomes our, you know, thing. So burnout is 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 hard and it's it happens a lot, I feel like, to a lot of moms and we're always like trying to juggle it all. But like you said, you know, we really do have to take that time and like you need a day. You need to take that day. You need that sleep. You need that nap. You need whatever you need. Like, listen to your body and take that time. Where you can, right? Mm -hmm. Like, some people are going from job to job to try to bring food to their family. Like, yeah. in, in which case, saying, you know, take a day to rest is not possible for some people, right, in their lives. Right. So, you know, with, with this one... Um, I talked about this one last week as well, and I'm only going to bring this up because she mentioned being a businesswoman. <clears throat> and I think, but it's kind of piggybacking off what you said, Louis, you, you do got to be honest with yourself and what you really want, what your goals really are, because people really be trying to, um, and I'm only speaking to business people right now, not people with regular jobs or whatever, business people. When you really want to run a successful business, they really try to search for that work-life balance. And that's what she mentioned right here, trying to balance it all. There's, and you can ask, we talked about mm -hmm. this. There's no such thing as a work-life balance when you're trying to run a business. Something is going to, uh, you got to sacrifice something. And that's where you got to be honest with yourself. Like, what do you want? What are you going to really sacrifice? Because running a business, there, there's, no, there's no balance there. You, you're going to sacrifice something. And so you have to be honest with yourself and be truthful about what, what you, how, how do you, where you want your business, what your goals are, and what are you going to sacrifice to get that. Exactly. And assess. Like, is yeah. that sacrifice worth, worth it? Right. And you got to discuss yeah. it with your family. Mm -hmm. Like, this can't just be your decision because yeah. she said mom, wife, friend, sister, daughter. That She has to discuss that mm -hmm. with them. And they all have to be honest. In like, this is what too. we have want to do. Right. Because it is hard, mm -hmm. especially running a business and having all that. Like, wow, I can see it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't love the word balance. I like harmony better. Mm -hmm. Harmony. Because it, it's yeah. more fluid, right? Like right. some yes. days, some days, yeah, I'm going to be really like on my business. Right. But other days I have to like let that aside and do other things. Even when you're yeah. a business owner. No, and, and you know what? And, and, and I don't mean to interrupt you yeah. because I did, me and Brenda did talk about that. When I say that, and when I say you have to sacrifice things, I don't mean like, yeah, never have date night with your husband or your kids. Like, no, you have to set a time mm -hmm. for your family. So, yeah, there's some days where you're just going to go hard because maybe the business is having a bad week or whatnot. So you got to go hard. But then you still have to make time for your family. You still got to go on your vacations, go on, you know, family nights or whatever and have that, you know, harmony. You still have to have that. Yeah. And 
you know, like you said too, some people that can't take that break and, and have to work those two jobs. And it's also like, take some time to reassess, like, you shouldn't have to, you know, do those two jobs. Like, what can you maybe do for a little bit of time to get to, you know, a better position, something else in the future? Like, don't be um, afraid to look for other options, too. In the future, of course, it takes time and work. And mm. Mm -hmm. I just have a lot of compassion for people who are, um, you know, just getting by yeah you know and where yeah that's a nice idea and you know for some people it's very much a privilege mm -hmm. right that i i can even have access to other jobs you know and other opportunities and i realize yeah. we live in here in america and it's right. the land of the free the home of the brave and like you know people can come here to pursue their dreams and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm with you on that and mm -hmm. i just want to put a little asterisk next to it that mm -hmm. there are some people that hear that and they're like yeah but that's yeah. I can never be for me. Right. And yeah. here's why. Here's here's yeah. here's my my living conditions. Here's mm -hmm. my family experience. Here's I'm, you know, caring for my aging parents and and my kids and, you know, it's just out yeah. of reach for some people. Yeah, I just you know think that I wouldn't want to say like stop looking or or accept Stay open. Stay or open. yes Stay yes open. exactly yeah. like keep yeah like don't stop trying and looking and if there isn't maybe you you know maybe that's going to be something that you're really passionate about and create that for somebody else you know for for the next generation or or what's the problem why is that that you don't have those opportunities you know? Systemic racism mm -hmm. being one for some people. Yeah. Right? So, like, what can we do? Mm. You know, and, about and that injustice. Yeah. Like. Yeah. There has to be something. Yeah, and not just think. <laughs> I mean, it starts with one person. You know, it really does. And I know that there's a lot of people going through that too. And the more that we just open up and talk about it, I mean, I believe I'm a big activist, so I believe in in change, and that's just you know the way that I want to look at life and not think like. Unfortunately, that's just the way it's always going to be. You know, I, I want to believe we're going to move forward or somebody can bring in something somewhere, even if it's a, something a little bit small or something that we might not see, but maybe our kids will. So this next one is from a female 2029. Her truth is, I often take out my anger on my spouse because I don't have control of the situation. I am a hypocrite at times. Mm. Aren't we all? A lot of us are. Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to say, yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, it's hard. Sometimes we're like, you know, even in this class where you're like, yeah, let me teach you something about blah, blah, blah. But it's like, hey, you, didn't, you know, don't forget, like, I, you know, myself need mm. to hear that. So it's like, I'll be telling somebody something. I'm like, I need to take my, my own advice. Right. You know, or mm -hmm. write that down. But I, I think that's where, you know, good communication. I've learned that from my last relationship. Good, good communication comes into play. Like, and, and honesty, that's, I, I use that word a lot. Like, we have to be honest with each other. And apology, right? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, husband. Yeah. You know, I, well, can spouse, I call a redo? I yes. Yeah. Yes. Call a redo. Just take, like, mm -hmm. being, even if the other person said something too, just you apologize for your part and, and, and whatever you did. And hopefully that 
shows them, hey, you know, she apologized even though she, you know, I started it or something and set that example. And, you know, I feel like with, with the hypocrisy, it's like, don't be afraid to to make the situation better in the future you know because i feel like if we if we hold that in like i i held into so many things for so long and it really becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and we think we can't go back i can't go back i can't apologize for something like five years ago 10 years or something i've been doing for so long but you really really can and it's gonna it takes time and it might not feel perfect you know in the beginning but after a while it does becomes easier and easier mm-hmm. so this next one is female 45 i might quit my job for another op- another opportunity that has presented itself and feel guilty about wanting to take it i wouldn't be opportunity that's her truth mike not yours <laughs> i know <laughs> yeah no I, I mean i get it you know um i don't know the, d- the details of it but yeah i mean i get it guilt but, is one of those yeah. mm. uh, emotions that come from a belief that i have caused harm or i i will cause harm right. or you know guilt comes from the belief that i am harmful mm-hmm. right so when you have that belief in this situation around going to your current employer saying i'm taking another opportunity you know it's we don't have to come with guilt in those moments it's not harmful everything always changes right you're not expected to stay at the same job forever right like other opportunities come you know to your point about staying open to what Mm -hmm. the universe might have and flow for you or in Mm -hmm. store for you i don't know i feel like expressing ourselves to our employers in those moments can be filled with kindness and generosity and gratitude and and hope and and assurance you know that i'll can help you fill this position and i'll i can help you train the next person and it doesn't have to be this you know I'm going to tell Hard you, end. yeah, I'm going to tell you, though, like there are several people in my life right now that are afraid to quit their job and go for another one. And it could be so many things like, what if the grass isn't greener? What if I'm still going through the same things? What it, you know, and and it really is that, you know, and I love how you spoke about openness and just being, you know, it, it might not be perfect, but there's a reason why you want to leave, you know, and don't be afraid of that and embrace that. And also you were talking about beliefs and i love how you broke that down in class yesterday was like what is a belief it's just a a reoccurring thought something you think about a lot it doesn't mean it's a fact doesn't mean it's true you know you have no real science sometimes to support that belief evidence right right? like what's the evidence that you're causing harm by moving on to another opportunity right it's um even if when you have a relationship with Mm -hmm. your boss and i hope you do right like all relationships go through cycles and phases and seasons and like you know even in our class there are people that work at the city now and you know they worked there 20 years ago or they left and they come back you know life is a revolving door like we should feel like we have Mm -hmm. ability to move in our life and but it but it is make a decision and decide it's not the right decision and Mm -hmm. Go back to it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, but it is that fear because I actually had a friend that actually just went through this um, last month. She left a job because she had a better position opportunity 
And the job she left was kind of toxic. Like, she didn't really like it. So she found a better opportunity. She left. But then they fired her two weeks later. Mm. So then she was out of job. She couldn't go back to the other job. Mm-hmm. Like, if she would have just stayed there, you know, even though it was a little toxic, you know, at least she would have had a job. So yeah. she was out of a job. She just recently found another job. But Yeah, but it's situation, situations like that where it may, creates fear in other people because they're like, oh, that could happen, this right. could happen. And it's like, you know, you really, I mean, obviously. I mean, you be, don't know. Make sure you have some a fallback plan yeah, like do yeah. you have enough money if something does happen right. or are you able to to do that and then you know plan accordingly assess the situation make sure you're able to handle that just like a relationship but, but, hey if i go into a yeah. relationship and i go through a breakup am i going to be able to handle that breakup right. you know that's a real it's really important it's a lot of responsibility but i also believe like what steve harvey he did that movie not movie but uh he did that speech about jump like, you have to take a leap of faith. You have to mm-hmm. jump. Or if you don't, if you're always standing on the edge, how are you going to know if, mm-hmm. how, if you're going to soar and fly if yeah. you don't take that, that yeah. opportunity, that risk? We take risks every day when we got, walk outside our, our houses, Get right? In the car. So why mm-hmm. not take that risk? I mean, yeah, it might not work out. Yeah. But what if it does? Yeah, and embrace it. Yeah. With- I have a, a, a former teacher of mine who retired from teaching um, in one place and went and uh, was going to do something else, and he was so nervous about making that transition. And I said, "Well, what if what you do next ends up being better than amazing? Gives right. you more money than mm-hmm. you know? Like, what if it's better mm-hmm. than you think it could be?" And he came back a couple years later, and he said, "You know, you said that that one day, and lo and behold, here we are, a couple years later, and it's better than it ever has Aww, been." Oh, that's you know? amazing! But it's like that question. Well, what yeah. if? What, what is, is what is the best possible scenario that could happen here? Yeah, you spoke about it in class with um, I forget the exact thing that it's called, but it's like you're always gonna look for the things that support your, you know, if you're like, oh, today's gonna be the worst day, yeah. you're gonna look for little things that support that belief. So it's like confirmation bias. Yes, yeah. yes. So it's like you know, embrace the situation and own it too. Like I made this decision, mm-hmm. and you know what, I did it, and now. It is what it is. But, yeah, it could be something amazing, something life-changing. But but it's like you said, too. I mean, on the flip side of that, mm-hmm. and, and I tell people this all the time when you make decisions, like, you have to be okay with your decision. Mm-hmm. Like, so if it don't work out, you have to be okay with exactly. it. Exactly. So you have to think about yeah. that. What, am I going to be okay with it? Like, you have to be okay with your decision regardless of the outcome. Yeah. Like, it's your decision. You got to take accountability mm-hmm. for it and be okay with it and move mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And, and you're always where you need to be when you're there. Exactly. You know, so mm-hmm. in all of our life moments and decisions, the good ones, the not so good ones, you know, surrendering to that is a very spiritual kind of. It is. Decision. So like with my friend, like, so she um, didn't find a job for like three weeks and she was struggling, right? She was stressing out. So I end up, you know, hooking her up with a job out here because the jobs that she was going for and that she had, they was all commuting. And she had told me months ago, she's like, yeah, I'm tired of commuting. I'm trying to find something, you know, closer and better. She don't want to commute no more. So guess what? Now she's at her dream job right here on the Uh, boulevard and she don't have to commute. So everything does it work worked, out. Yeah, it worked out. It worked out. For yeah, her. and just thinking like, oh, okay, I'm going to go for a job and it's going to be terrible. Okay, mm-hmm. then you're going to get another one. Right. Or uh, that doesn't work out, go for another. I mean, life right. is like that. You know, you could be going through 10, you know, not so good situations back to back or mm-hmm. whatever, but do 
you know it, it yeah. is a process and it is our mindset and there's that positive psychology <laughs> yes so so those was our truth um I'm excited for the for this impact project. I'm excited to because I, I feel like our class. I, one, I want to uh, thank thank our class for participating and thank you for allowing us to part to do a mock model yesterday. Uh, but I'm excited to really put this out in the community and like really get some of those real good truths. Yeah, no, I mean, and those are really good truths too, and and there are daily things right. that we're always thinking about, you know, and it is good to have that the feedback and right. and the experiences and just have someone to talk about it. and obviously they had to put it write it down because maybe they haven't been able to express that right or they just didn't feel comfortable yeah. enough so it is it is good i'm excited to see the uh what the quilt that gets made mm, you know like yeah. my my vision for your project the truth booth is that you take it to a school for example and you get 100 kids to put their truth in and then you create a tapestry of everyone's truths it creates a really nice way to start a conversation about how people yeah. are struggling in their lives yes. and Wait. what the struggles are and mm. that it's okay to struggle and oh me too and oh i get that and you it's don't really okay. even have to do what we did here yeah. which is like give advice mm -hmm. around that right. in fact sometimes just expressing your truth is is enough i heard um a great little uh uh tidbit yesterday you'll like this as a parent uh for young people who are upset with something you know to ask um do you want to be hugged do you want to be helped or do you just want to be heard right now mm. Mm -hmm. you know and the choice of you know if you want help i'll give you advice i'll right. coach you if you want to be heard i'll listen mm. if you just want to be hugged i'll give you a hug but i think mm. those choices around our life mm. struggles you know, we're on okay. the calendar of the school board meeting um, next month. To bring the truth awesome. booth. Yeah. Because nice. we, we pitched them to Jen called and pitched the idea to, to them. And they said, yeah. And they was like, do you guys want to come pitch it to the whole board? And she's like, yeah. So, cause they want, so they want to hear more about it. And we want to do this because we want to know, um, like, all, all the ins and outs of, okay, so if we get all these truths from the kids, like, what's our plan after like, it just can't be, I got all these truth and that's it. Like, we need a plan for after. Like, what are we doing with this? Mm -hmm. So that's what that meeting is going to be about. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited, too, yeah. for all of the projects. They're so amazing. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. So um, what's nice for you, Louis? Well, it's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> you about to go on vacation, right? Aren't you said like next um, month or something? I'm not really vacation, but um, okay. yeah, what's next? You know, just continuing to support this group mm -hmm. through their impact projects in December. We'll graduate this group of CAP and we're going to start the next one in April of next year. So those uh, applications are going to open up from the city of Palmdale for the Certificate of Applied Positive Psychology class in January. Okay. So getting ready for the next group to come through. Um, you know, my life is, is, is filled with projects. I have different types of interesting projects that apply positive psychology in workplaces for like workplace culture or leadership development. Um, one of my um, clients right now is with a, a, a lived care facility that specializes in dementia and mm -hmm. cognitive decline as people age and they're mm -hmm wanting to create a, a dementia positive culture they're calling it around yeah. what it means to age with cognitive um, impairment um, mm. so just unique and different um, another one of my clients is the utah department of transportation on how 
um, well-being and quality of life is, of course, part of the outcomes of good transportation infrastructure, mm-hmm. but also the parts of planning for mm-hmm. projects in places like Lancaster or anywhere mm-hmm. in America that are, you know, that make planning decisions around how we build our communities. Um, so well-being is, of course, an outcome of that, but also uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, antecedent. It comes for part of the plan. Right. Good planning happens when people are well working together, stakeholder right, right. groups. And that's not always the case in our communities these days mm-hmm. where people are are not yeah. well and they're trying mm-hmm. to come together to make decisions and do things for communities. So Yeah, I was talking about that with Marcos, how, you know, I really feel like cities need to work together. Like we're right next door and it's something like I I was a little bit surprised. I'm like, you know, you would think it they would try a little bit more to just you know work more closely but i know there's there's a struggle yeah working together these days so i mean i know you you're still furthering your education Mm -hmm. which is a great thing um but what's your bigger bigger vision like after after the well-being or is it something after the well-being or for, for, for me, you, yeah. for you, for, for you. us. For you. <laughs> like I said, I know you're, you're ed- yeah. furthering your education. Yeah, I'm working on a PhD. Right. So, so, yeah. once you done, so once yet. you do that, I mean, yeah. are you taking this well-being to a next level or you're, are you trying you know, to get I'm, into something bigger? I feel like I'm involved in big things, you know. You I'm, really, I'm really fulfilled you with, really with work. I, I don't have aspirations to do, I don't think, anything um, – well, of course, I want to do big things. I want to win the Nobel Peace Prize. Okay, yes. yeah. like I want to know your big vision. <laughs> I love that. No, but really, that's great, though. Yeah, no, yeah. I want I to work it. at <laughs> scale. You know, I want yeah. to work. I love working locally, and I and I also want to do things globally. Mm-hmm. And so, I, at scale is how I want to take my work. But I love helping people. I love empowering people to empower other people to make life right. better. No, and, I, and I kind of figured that you're going to kind of stay in that space of yeah. like helping people that want to help other people. And, and I love that. I mean, are, are you writing a book? Uh, not yet, but, but you will. Yeah, there's a book in me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I figured it me. is. Yeah. I can't wait for that to come out. Thanks. You know, and I, I do just want to take, like give you a big bow. This um, class is, there's nothing like this. I, I, whoever takes it, they will not regret it. It is amazing, yes. life changing, world changing, community changing. Um, this needs to be implemented, like I said, in all schools, hopefully at least a little bit. And, you know, it's wonderful the work that you do. You are an incredible person. And I've just. Thank you so, so much from the bottom of my heart. And I know that, you know, we had to bring tissue boxes to class. <laughs> oh, I did because, you know, everybody was tearing up and, and it is very, it's an emotional transformation. Mm-hmm. Really. I've seen just the difference in so many people and, you know, and, and they're still working on, on a lot of things, but they come in and they're just like, you know, it really is. It pushes you. It, you know, makes you get out of your comfort zone. Um, you learn things you would have never thought of. It really gives you that. It really opens up a part of your brain, like gives you that access. Mm-hmm. Yes, I heart, love I it. Hope, you know, I yes. think that if mm-hmm. we can bring humanity, my big vision oh my is God, that we yes. bring humanity Andy, yes. back to humans. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wherever we do human things, which is everywhere. Yeah. You know, like this, I don't believe in this whole AI thing that you know it's just taking. Like I had a bad experience yesterday with customer service, 
with a company. I was dealing with customer service. And the AI was like, I believe I answered your question, so I'm <laughs> going to end this call right now. I was like, you really didn't, though. Like, I don't think that was humanity. Like, if that was a real person or if I was on the phone with somebody, because it, it, it was all on chat. On I mean, you'd be surprised. Like, well, I mean, yeah. But anyways, well, I, 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 I love it. Nothing takes that. the place of people. No, it doesn't. Yeah, nothing takes the place of people. And I hope that as we continue to evolve technology, we remember that mm-hmm. and that there's right. restrictions in place to allow for healthy growth of human yeah. uh, not human but of technology that can help right. us right but not not hinder us you know? all right but well, i'm so grateful for this course in this mm-hmm. class i want to thank the city of palmdale i'm so grateful that they allowed this and i, I, I was Supported. talking to somebody mm-hmm. i was talking to somebody and we was like man we would have loved to be in that meeting on who pitched it and like what was the conversation like yeah. they got them to do it but we're just so grateful that they did it well i actually talked to nardi about that and uh-huh. she said it was her predecessor like whoever had her position before her was kind of looking into that well-being thing and so then she kind of took over and and was like yeah we're yeah. gonna do it we need it it's, we it's definitely people, need it out yeah here, talk yeah. about it and i know we mentioned it in class about um putting this on social media and mm-hmm. talking about it more and letting people know hey you know when you come out to the antelope valley it's not just about you know what to do it's people like this you know and then have that heart you know and the compassion and um caring individuals you know and i feel like Mm -hmm. when we're in this room we're just like wow you could feel the energy you can feel the the love in and all of us and it's been an amazing amazing experience and you know the one thing that um i love about this is that i never really had a support system and I've gotten just an incredible support system now from this class and even a couple of people from the first group, which is amazing. That's amazing to me. Yeah, like, that's the whole coalition idea. Right, right. That, yeah, that and can... I'm so grateful for it because now I have yeah. people like Tanya who, you know, when I was going through my struggle, she called me and checked on me all the time. Tanja, my accountability partner, she was constantly on me, calling me. You know, um, Jacqueline Diaz from the You Are Enough Foundation. She's just such a great friend of mine. I knew her before the class, so, you know, just her being in the class with me, like, our, our relationship gotten much better. Not that it was bad, but I, I guess it's uh, stronger, stronger because of the co- course in the class. So just that support system I have now is, like, it's priceless. Yeah. It's, like, amazing now. You did other. too. I, I don't want to minimize you because you, no, you checked on me. I'm part of the group. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you checked on me. We had great conversations, so I definitely appreciate you and your words of wisdom mm-hmm. um, during my little time. Sure. Oh, you You're almost afraid. had me. you almost had me today too. What do you mean? Like so, once in class, you had me emotional where I had to walk out, and then you almost had me do it today. And almost, Emote your and emotions. almost right now. Yeah. Crying. No, I mean, yeah, because it, it was yeah. when, when you was talking about the um, writing our obituary. Mm. Like, I, I, I don't think I could ever do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think. And and I thought you was gonna have us write that today, and I was really about to walk out of not walk out of class in a bad way, bad way. But I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to skip. We this ran part. out of time. Yeah, <laughs> you were sitting by the door. But it is it is a great intervention, right? To right. get yeah. people to think about the end. What do you want to be remembered for? Mm-hmm. What are your What are the values you want to be known for? What's the essence <laughs> yeah. you want to be remembered for? Right. And how are you going to look back at your life? You know. But even like yesterday when we did the um, 
the uh, tag thing, uh, the, our backs. Strength spotting. The strength mm. spotting. You know, I still haven't read mine. Why not? I read two pages. Yeah. I, but that's why. Because I, I and um, Jennifer and uh, Monique um, was outside after we did it. And they had, they had me in tears a little bit. Mm. Because I honestly, like, I never think about myself. So when it's hard for me to accept those type of things. So when they was reading it on my back, I was like, she was like, oh, you want me to read it? I was like, no, I don't, I don't want to know. Because it's hard for me to accept that. So I have them in my, in my office at home, but I just haven't read them because. Let's, let's tell people what we did so they know. We, we, uh, a lot of positive psychology is about strengths and identifying mm-hmm. strengths and seeing strengths in others you know it's so easy to even look at ourselves and spot the weaknesses before we see right. what's right with us and so this exercise was several hours long as we were going about the class we everyone had a sheet of labels and they would kind of put on each other's back qualities that describe how we see them at their best and at the end of the day we had a reveal exercise where you, one by one, someone gave you a label off your back, and you ended up with 20-some labels. It was actually 33. 33 oh, labels, wow. yeah. So I counted them, but I just didn't read them. <laughs> well, that's the part of it next no. is to, to metabolize those, yeah. Yeah. what people see in you. Mm-hmm. No, I know. And, and I'm going to do it either either tonight or sometime this weekend, like really like take it in. Uh, but I couldn't do it yesterday because I, I, I would have been a wreck in class without into it. But yeah, I want to do okay. it. It's okay to be a wreck. No, I, yeah. I know, I know, I know. But like I said, it's hard for me to, because I'm the one that's always and, complimenting people, giving them, you know, all that. So it's hard for me to do it because I honestly, because I really don't feel like um, I've, I've done anything yet. Mm-hmm. Like my goal is so much bigger than what I've done so far. And I don't feel like I've made any type of dent. So even though I appreciate it, like, I, and, and, and honestly, yesterday when, when everybody was saying, Mike, you got so much stuff on your back, like, I, I, was, I was really grateful because I, I, I really appreciate the love and support that this group has given me. Yeah, and I feel like there's two parts to a compliment. You mm-hmm. know, it's one to to hear it, but there's another one to really take it in and believe it. And right. I think I messaged you a few days ago. I don't know if you remember, and I was like, Mike, do you compliment yourself? You did, yeah. And what did I tell you? No. And you know what? This has been kind of my thing, and it's a, an mm-hmm. aha moment for me lately because I've been really taking it in. Like, am I even able to compliment myself? And I feel like I just started doing it for the first time in my life, and I've really been sharing it, and I've been implementing that in my work um, when I'm coaching and talking to people. And a lot of people are like, no, I don't. And it's really hard for them and they really struggle with it. And I feel like it is nice to hear it from somebody else, but first you need to be able to accept and compliment yourself Mm. and and believe it. And that's where I feel like there's a big struggle right now is like, we don't take the time to be kind to ourselves and we have so many kind things to say to other people. So, you know, maybe that'll help you too. Like you want people to believe what you're saying. Right. So try to, to take it in and believe it for yourself too. And, um, I was talking about Jackie actually, cause we, we were talking about, um, self-talk and that it's important especially you know with people that have suicidal thoughts and um you know what what do you say to yourself what does that look like so really um i 
one thing that I did with someone was um, I would say, okay, so what do you like about the things that you do, like in your day, like some, something small that you admire about yourself? So they'll say something like, oh, well, uh, I'm a really good listener. And so I'll be like, okay, so can you try saying, I like that I'm a good listener. So they'll be like, okay. And it's a little bit awkward at first and it's uncomfortable. And they're like, okay. And I'm, and then after they've said it a couple of times, okay, now try saying, I love that I'm a good listener. And you know, there, it, it feels so good to take it in and it really is practice and just saying it and taking it in. So right. yeah, practice it. That's good advice. I'm going to practice it. Let me know how it goes. You know, I will. <laughs> No time like the present. Oh, challenge. That's a challenge. For this? That's a challenge. Oh, what what's one thing you love about yourself? That I'm that I'm very kind. I'm very fair, and that's actually one of my uh, two of my character character strengths. Mm-hmm. I, I do know that about myself. I actually was shocked that I saw that it was my in my top five because I thought other things down below was going to be in my top five, but I actually can see that now. I am very fair, and I am very kind. So, can you say it? I just said it. Can um, you say I, 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 what do you want me to say? I like. I like. That I'm. That I'm. Fair. That I'm fair and kind. And kind. Now, can you say I love. I love. That I'm. That I'm. Fair. Fair. And kind. And kind. Now say it by yourself. Both of them? Which, yeah. I love that I am fair and kind. I love that about you, too. Oh, thank you. I love that, too. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate both. See, I'm learning. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, I told you guys, hour and a half, 129. Sweet. Uh-huh. So yeah. I told you. Pe- I know people are like, how long are we going to be? And I'm like, eh, 45 minutes. They usually go an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys both, though, for real. Thank you, Lewis, for bringing uh, Applied Positive Psychology to our city and uh, to um, Amador so Valley. Uh, it is definitely needed, and I can see the growth. And, it, and I can't wait for the more CAP classes so we can have more people out there spreading it. Because like you said, next next group, we're going to have about 100, and then it's just going to grow from there. And, I, you know, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, and, you know, it's something that I use in, in my life daily, and I just want you to know the impact that it has on my family, my little baby girl which is like my world so what you're doing is just it really really is amazing yeah you will never be paid enough yes i don't have hopefully you will be i don't have a check though (laughs) 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 any last words you want to leave with us oh just uh give us some wisdom i think we're always unfinished you know Mm -hmm. that it's nice to be on this part of the journey with with you both and here in Antelope Valley. And yeah, part of our big vision is that we we have a, a coalition that's robust enough to handle all of the opportunities in this place to, to help people bloom where they're planted, as as Haley would say, you yeah. know, like let's let's continue to super bloom in this place and help people do that as well. Right. Now, no time like the present. Right. Absolutely. Mm. Yes. What about you, Miss Tanya? I think I said enough. <laughs> Do you know Tanya was nervous? No. Really? She's, Nobody she's, can ever tell. She said, she said, Lewis makes me nervous. <laughs> I was like, you're going to be fine. She, didn't she do great? 
This makes you nervous. <laughs> well, you know, you're... You're you. <laughs> you're you. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> you did amazing. Oh, thank you. Because she says she wants to eventually do a podcast. So did I? <laughs> Every, everybody wants to do a podcast know, but, for you. Not true. In your mind. No, I mean in his mind. Oh, his mind. No, but he, you did he tell wants me everybody that. to do you, Did I? You did not tell me that? I don't know. You told me that. <laughs> but anyway, so I told her, I said, well, just do it. I said, just jump on with me and Lewis today. Mm. Because now, now. Oh, perfect timing. <laughs> now you know. Now you know. Now you can measure. Like, so oh, I, I remember. I said, like, I would like to do, like, my own something in the future, you know, to build on. Because um, right. I really do want to get more involved in, like, social media and things like that. And, you know, you guys were saying, like, I didn't seem like I was nervous. I actually do have social anxiety. And I have to, like, write things down and really, like, think what I'm going to say. And, you know, see my pencil and stuff. And I've been talking about it more with, like, kids and people that don't feel comfortable, you know, opening up, speaking up. And, and so... I don't know. I feel like I've really like pushed myself and I took a Toastmasters and and just practicing really helps with that. And I feel like this class actually with the monthly challenges and, you know, I, I remember like first reading off what we were going to be doing. So I didn't know it was actually going to be we had our challenges already. So I was like, oh, I have to think about new monthly challenges I'm going to do. So I signed up for Toastmasters, but I'm so glad that I did. And because it really... You know, communication is so important and just communicating with yourself, too, is is really um, a big part of feeling well. Right. well thank you so thank you. you, guys. No, thank you. And on that note, we are out of here. And um, thank you guys again. I appreciate you guys for your time and your well-being and your friendship. Peace <laughs> and love and happiness. Be well, you guys. <laughs> <laughs>